Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legend. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup, and your resident Star Wars video game nerd who just might have spent like $20 at a used bookstore just for the old Legends paperbacks interesting all right i need to know more and i am your other host ben of tamara who is also your other resident star wars nerd of everything star wars ish and not (laughs) yeah and so we're here for another patron chat we're here with our patron kojojo um i never i we probably did ask but are you do you consider yourself the jedi master side or the dark lord of the sith side jedi master side jedi master jedi master kojojo that's where we're, we're here so hey how you doing i'm good i'm good i'm slowly starting to hate the holidays mm, i understand ditto to used to work for amazon so i understand that there are many people who hate the holidays (laughs) um and so we're here to talk about what video games deserve a remake and i'm sure that this is kind of on everyone's mind a little bit because of the news about is the kotor remake not happening is it happening is anything real is this the real life or is it just fantasy? Or are we in the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're here to talk about remakes. Obviously, I think that we've all had different opinions on Kotor. So, but if that's your answer, good for you. But we'll let Kodojo go first on what you think deserves a remake. Uh, let's see. What, there's so many of them. Uh, let's see here. Let me go with. Star Wars Jedi Knight series featuring Kyle Katarn, mm. aka Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, and the Jedi Knight series. Now, I, I know someone did a graphical update of the Dark Forces, an unofficial one, somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but it, it looks so good, though. Yeah, uh, I own all of those games on Steam, technically, but this is the problem that you'll run into whenever you're dealing with Star Wars games. It just, the old ones do not want to play well with newer machines. Oh, God, no. Um, I mean... (laughs) For pr- pretty good example is KOTOR 2 on the Switch. It doesn't like the Switch <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> what I never understood what happens with that. Because um, I've never, I haven't even gotten off Paragus in my playthrough. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know where it is in the story, but at some point in the story the game just doesn't like to work. Um I think they patched it by now, I would imagine, and I think they did. Wow. But when wow. I at launch it like it did not like want to play with the Switch friendly at all. And it comes down to like Star Wars games they don't want to play well. So I've never actually played the Dark Forces, but I played crap out of Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Yes, that is one of the series. <laughs> that is such a fun game. I, I mean, would love to see that graphic, just the graphics updated or something. That graphics update or just like a full, I don't know, groundwork. I mean, if they ever brought it back. See, the thing with, like, remasters is one thing to, like, remaster in today's style. But, like, remakes would, like, with how Star Wars is nowadays and how the series is getting flushed and streamlined. If they want to, if they remade it, they would have to, like, somehow canonize it and canonize the story in some way. Or, I mean, it could be what I would want. Oh, this is what I would like Disney to do is do a Legends line of just remakes of old games and just, hey, these are still Legends, but they are up to date and they're like they play like new games. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Jedi Academy and at least with um, with all those Legend games, most of the time the light side ending, the light side choices are the canonized ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they could do that. But the thing about Jedi Academy that I would want is and like I've kind of gotten it in the Jedi the Jedi series, like Fallen Order and Survivor. And the ability to like build your own kind of custom lightsaber and other things like like that and customize how you look or whatever. But man, I think Star Wars needs a true like action adventure RPG Create in the sense of, of like dialogue choices, creating your character, but not necessarily the turn-based classic RPG style combat. Bring it out to be like Dragon Age or Mass Effect, but Star Wars. Yes, very much so. Bioware, we've done it before. Do it again. (laughs) I I will say Jedi Academy has my favorite line in the entire Star Wars series. Luke and Kyle, it's right after the uh, tutorial area. Your character is found by the Academy. Luke says, I sense a disturbance in the Force. Kyle Katarn says, you always sense a disturbance in the Force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> um, I think that Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Outcast would be awesome remade in the Jedi Fallen Order slash Survivor style and engine. Ooh, that has promise there. Yeah, yeah. But even like the whole premise of those two games, particularly the Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy that I think is so interesting and why I want to see them like remade and brought up into the idea because they introduced this idea that the force can be taken away from someone or can take it away and then given to someone. Yeah. Uh, Which is they... the, the whole concept of the reborn and everything like that. Yeah, Didn't they do that in KOTOR 2 where they stripped the exile's power? She regained it and then they tried to strip it again? Well, they did. She cut herself off from the Oh, force. that's right. Um, and then they try to cut her off from the force and then... Uh, Freya does a kind of like Nihilus style stripping of them of the Jedi Masters of the Force. Yeah, I did not I, I did not like that scene. 
I was like, really? I went around the galaxy to get these guys to help, and then, of course, Kraya offs all of them? Like, really? Well, in in Kraya's defense, the Jedi Masters were dicking. They were being uh, not so nice with you. Uh, I mean, that's that's fair. That's a fair point. Right. Um, But yeah, I think all of those games are huge in deserving of remakes oh yeah absolutely so mine is kind of like you might not expect but I really want them to do a remake of Republic Commando because Mm. for one they can actually canonize it if they really want to because uh, Delta is Delta Squad if I recall yeah they're they're a canonical squad thanks to Dave Filoni adding them into the Clone Wars for 30 seconds true and Bad Batch they're in Bad they they make a little they make a cameo in Bad Batch as well or one of them does Scorch I think mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I just having a first person shooter Call of Duty style game it's, that's not Battlefront 2 mm-hmm with all the intricacies that Republic Commando had with their unique blasters and everything, I think it would be so, so, so much fun. All right. So um, I have two. that I have a specific game that I want remade. Then I have a specific, just a specific mode of a game that I want brought up. Gosh. Um, Anyway... (laughs) So, the first game is the old uh, Rogue Squadron Star Wars fighter games. Ooh, like the ones that were the on one, like GameCube and like PS2? GameCube and, and the N64. Uh, and, and the N64. I was going to say those. <laughs> yeah, those, man, I loved those games. And I wish I could get them and play them, but I don't want to buy a GameCube. They were hard. I remember I remember playing Rogue Squadron on the GameCube and I couldn't get past a certain point like on the Death Star and I was like, how the heck do you beat Well so there's one and this is what gets me is that on that level you can't you can't your X Wing isn't tanky enough to survive before you do the trench run. And the Falcon is, but the Falcon is too big to do the trench runs with the controls. It's kind of like, you know, that Jedi survivors uh, platforming controls aren't really built for the difficulty of the force tears. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. And so I remember that. But I mean, that was like Star Fox style Star Wars game. Yeah, well, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, the first one, is on Steam. Yeah, I, tr- I think I tried playing that, but I had issues with the controller. It was just felt janky. But since, I, I'm guessing since Rogue Squadrons two and three were on the GameCube, which is Nintendo, mm-hmm. that might be a problem because Nintendo doesn't like re-releasing stuff. Like no, that. but they might. They might port. Eventually, they could, I really they think could do a that, port because it was all still licensed under LucasArts uh, during the time, mm-hmm. regardless being on the system itself. Uh, and that's the main proprietary control over like ports and re-releases right. is the actual licensor and like um, the one that owns the product. Nintendo, it was on Nintendo system, but it's not like Nintendo doesn't own the game or anything like that. So, but I could see, instead of them, I could see Lucasfilms doing a port for it, just a straight port, or I could see, because we're slowly getting all of these older consoles into the expansion pass, I could see GameCube eventually coming to the expansion pass. If... Because I think there's a lot of people who would sign up 
like especially people like you're in age Ben who would sign up for expansion pass if they had GameCube emulators on there. Absolutely. Let me play the old Pokemon GameCube games, Coliseum and XD on freaking Switch. What I've been asking for for over a decade. Um. Anyway, that's my little tangent there. I've been missing those games for so long. Uh, but yeah, I just think we need and like we got squadrons and it was all right. The story was good. Like the story was fine, but it just was. I one thing that I loved about the Rogue Squadron is like, yeah, you had these little covert missions that you would do. But when you got to the big battles, they felt like big battles. And my problem with squadrons is that it all feels so small. Well, and I think the issue with that was so with like if I recall like Rogue Squadron, it they felt big because like not only were you in like open space, but like there were like battles out in the out beyond the like the map that you could actually transverse to. Right. To yeah. where in squadrons, it's just the map that you're on, and that's the only battles you see are the maps. Like, right. And they only render like between five to ten ships, if that. Uh, right. Depending and so, if there's players or AI. Which I know they have the technology because if I remember uh, the battle, the space battle above Naboo in Battlefront 2 is huge. Hmm. And like even just the point of Battlefront Two, where you're there's one mission like before you like betray the Empire, where you're like weaving in and out of a space station. Fondor, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so I know they have the ability. I just was di- I was disappointed in Squadrons because I thought we were finally going to get like a good like spaceship battle. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking back on it, the original Star Wars Rogue Squadron, didn't that take place all on planets? I don't think there was a single space yes. mission. It was, I think, right. two, uh, two and three is when they added like the space stuff. Right. Do you all remember the Starfighter games? So you had mm-hmm. the General Starfighter and then Jedi Starfighter? Yes. Yes. Uh, when you got to use Force powers in space? Yes, that was great. Or or here, here here's another side little side one. Let's get a remake of uh Star Wars Racers, Pod Racers. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that happening. Playing that on the 64 was fun. Can you imagine like a like Forza Motorsports style pod racing game? Oh my god, I would probably actually play something like that let's not forza <laughs> get to customize your own pod racer and everything oh my god that would be that actually sounds really fun and i'm actually shocked that we haven't gotten anything like that before yet now this is pod racing <laughs> There's a Star Wars podcast. I don't know if they still make episodes, but they used to be called Now This Is Podcasting. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Uh, so I think, yes. And then Ben spoiled my uh, other one that's like uh, just a mode. I want Conquest from the original Battlefront 2. Oh, that was fun. I am highly shocked that with the amount of fan feedback they got after the first remake of Battlefront, the the first Battlefront remake they did, that they didn't have Conquest in Battlefront 2. And with all the, like, quality of life updates and added content they kept adding to Battlefront 2 until, like, they stopped, I am really shocked they'd never added Conquest. I I seriously think that... What I think they had so much more planned for Battlefront 2 as far as characters and like more supremacy maps and more co-op maps um, because there was a huge resurgence into the game after they released the co-op mm-hmm. uh, 
expansion. Yeah. And so I think they had a lot, but EA came in and said, we want you to make this space game. We want you to take what you originally were probably planning as a Battlefront 2 expansion. Well, I think to... well, it was DICE. I think they, I think EA actually moved a good majority of the team to Battlefield um, mm. 2042. Right. Or whatever that was uh, being in development. Because um, I, don't, I don't think DICE did uh, Squadrons. No, they didn't. Um, but I just think that I think there were a lot of people who probably would have that game could have kept going to a point of almost being a live service game of that. Yeah. It had a very, very controversial and rocky start. But my God, by the end of its uh, by the end of its life or, you know, update uh continuously they made great strides to make that game actually feel like a battlefront game it's one of my favorite like multiplayer games of all time like just outside of just being a star wars game like there is something for like if you want to be super pvp competitive you can go play heroes and villains or just your maps if you want to be a little more strategy you can go play supremacy if you just want to like fight ai computers with some challenge go play co-op like yeah they they literally did everything they like um correct with the game after the mishap they've had and like now you can i mean go go and play now you can play all like all the characters and all the heroes and villains are completely fully unlocked you don't have to buy them or anything uh you level a lump now since they have it's a level based system of getting car start your star cards and all that jazz it's not by loot boxes anymore um i mean you can Uh, they still have the events to earn the freaking like exclusive skins yeah, I actually think um, we all like to this. I'm going to put on my Dragon Age hat for a minute. Um, it was Dragon Age Day yesterday. So, you know, true. Mm. Uh, but I really think that Dragon Age 4, the, the live service game, got canceled. A lot of people like to blame Anthem is why it got canceled. But I think it they really canned it and moved people from that because of how bad the reception to battlefront was battlefront to battlefront the, 2 was mm-hmm. by the loot box and system like, and everything and, and that's like, because there were... <laughs> and the whole ea bet loot box controversy striked up a whole bunch of lawsuits oh yeah that, and, that, that, that kicked a hornet's nest right there it yeah. did and it's the reason why you go into a lot of these games and all of their loot boxes and all of their like store and purchase materials are aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Thanks EA for that. <laughs> because they kicked, yeah, just like uh, like Dojo said, like they they kicked a horn into that like right at the get go when they did that. Because I remember, because this is back when I worked. This, this is I was at the launch because I worked at GameStop during this time when the launch and everything happened. So we did the deluxe edition. The deluxe edition was like three days or like a week early or something like that. And I, I was playing it and everything was great. And then, like, as soon as the standard release came around, we did the midnight launch. They turned off all the codes for loot boxes completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were all given the reason. It's like, yeah, because EA messed up. <laughs> right. I think that um, Star Wars has an opportunity to remake some of these games into modern like styles. I would be really interested because I feel like where gaming industry is going right now is that everything is Dark Souls-esque right now. Like every right. new game that comes out in any style or whatever has some level of Dark Souls elements in there. Yeah, um, I, w- I would agree with that. A lot of games um, went towards, because of the popularity of the Souls series, a lot of games went towards that style. I mean, I mean, obviously we see in the Jedi series, the Jedi series is a full-on Souls-like game series. Mm-hmm. That's what it's based on. 
But, but even Assassin's Creed is doing like Valhalla mm-hmm. is Souls like as well. Yep. yep, absolutely. And um yeah, I don't know. I like I would like for them to go back and either maybe do hybrids like what Final Fantasy Seven, the remake of that one did, where it was a hybrid of turn based slash action. Uh, or I mean just go back to like Force Unleashed to be a full on action game and hack and slash. Yeah. Um I think that See, there's difference. There are games that I feel like need to be remade, like the Jedi Knight series, who not need more than just graphical updates. And then there's games that I think just need graphical updates, like Force Unleashed series. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you don't need to do anything different for the Force Unleashed series. Make a graphical update done. Like, that. that's all you need to do. That Those games were great when they came out and are still great today. See, I even think that KOTOR itself needs just like a mass effect legendary treatment like which is not a full-on remake but it's not just a remaster like i think they need to include the restore content mods in here and they need to include a lot of graphical updates or even take a route that the witcher 3 did which was do a next gen update bringing it into kind of modern things and you know the witcher even used very popular mods in their next gen update, yeah, they actually had they actually hired on uh, modders from the community to come in to actually work on the next gen update to help them out mm-hmm. because they had other like mm-hmm. CDPR is working on so much stuff right now, so it, you, it makes sense. Yeah, but they do have to be careful because they left in a pretty uh, hilarious feature from a mod that they did not intend <laughs> which they did patch out <laughs> yes they did now patch that, that out. Is now <laughs> oh god what just was look it, it up um, just look it up I can't um, remember they had what it was. very detailed um lady parts oh that's right that's what it was <laughs> um i think we try to keep this at least pg-13 yeah as for the most part so i'm not going to say but yes they had very detailed that's right um, but lady parts that you didn't want in a game no, no, because they were on the monsters specifically. Yes, yes. <laughs> which it is was like, hilarious. Nope. <laughs> it was hilarious. Just look it, look it up later. But it was hilarious. Yeah, I think they patched out like a week later or something like that. It's like that's mm-hmm. our bad. <laughs> <laughs> How that get through? Whoopsie. But uh, speaking right. of mods, uh, there is one game that is very mod friendly that I would want to see either a sequel or a remastered. Star Wars Empire at War, a mm. strategy game that has lasted well, I want to say well over a decade since its release. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, definitely I, at least this, a decade. If, if we're talking about a remake of Empire at War, what they need to do is do a Warhammer remake, a version of it, and do a full-on in-depth like Warhammer-style Star Wars tactics game. I don't know. If, I think it would be really cool to see it like super in depth like that. Yeah, but not maybe not necessarily those kind of battles. I, I like how the Empire at War's battle system is. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to I be like, like it's battle like the battle system doesn't have to be like Warhammers, but it, like uh, go in depth, be as graphical as possible because like war, the Warhammer games are very like very detailed with um yeah. on how they look i um not i tried to play empire at war and like i followed i tried to follow something but i didn't jump in and like the tutorial or the story i just jumped into like a like made up like a custom battle and like on the second turn the empire blew up my home world with the death star Ooh. and then i never went back um <laughs> but Empire at War was released in 2006, so we are coming up on its 20th anniversary soon. Oh, God. That makes oh, me wow. feel old. I was in high school when this game was released. Oh, God. Oh, you're older than I Hey, you're older than I am. Because <laughs> uh, I was in middle school. 
But yeah, there, there are numerous mods for that game that just make it that's extended the game's life essentially. Uh, right. Thrawn's Revenge, uh, Republic mm-hmm. at War, which is the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, Re- Awakening of the Rebellion, which takes place during the Rebel Era, which yeah. I think just got a new patch. Yes. If you are interested in this game, it is $19.99 on the Steam Store, the Gold Pack, which includes all of those DLCs, which is not a bad deal for a game with all of it includes. Um, yeah. And it's only three gigabytes, so you should have no problem playing it. But um, I think we should take our mid-break soon, Ben. Yes. And... When we come back, let's shift our question a little bit and let's talk about what style of game do you want to see set in the Star Wars universe? All right. Well, let's get into our mid-break then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about other stuff about the podcast that's not Star Wars lore, where we thank our patrons like Kodojo and all of our patrons. We greatly appreciate all your support that you give us. Um, if you'd like to sign up, go to patreon.com slash histories and you can sign up there. Uh, you can also leave us ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us five stars and some kind words, we'll read it out on the future episode of the show. I have not checked if we have reviews. Uh, so we don't have any Apple reviews, but we do have a comment on our uh, last episode of Star Killer Part 2 from Ghost Rider saying you did the best job at this podcast. Cannot stop listening to this podcast. Uh, Ghost Rider died from a Sith. Hmm. thank you so much for your review uh you can also come hang out with us on discord that's podcasting more discord the ben and friends podcasting discord the robots radio network discord just come hang out with us on discord that's where we do all the fun stuff that's where we talk about star wars that's where i reminisce that i have now officially hundred percented platinumed whatever you want to call it Jedi Survivor, which means I did all the force tears, which made me want to tear out my hair. Um, that but, that's an accomplishment, s- <laughs> right? Um, also, I learned this is unrelated to this, but I learned that there's an achievement that if you do not do in your first playthrough, you have to start a new game to get it. It's called the reconnaissance achievement, and you have to op- you have to scan a creature at a distance while looking through BB-8 or not BB-8, BD-1 through BD-1, the binoculars and Mm -hmm. open the tactical guide from there. But if you are playing on New Game Plus and you completed the tactical guide without doing that, you can't go back and do it. So you have to start a new game and play through the entire opening sequence before you can get that achievement. Oh my god. Yep, nope. So, but I did it. And I am trying to do it for do all the achievements on Jedi Fallen Order, but they're a lot harder. Because you have to defeat an enemy with kicks. Oh, yeah. And mm. it's not fun. Uh so but yeah, you can come hang out with Discord and learn about my process on that or just hang out with us. You can also catch us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, which is 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm in Central Time, so that's why I defaulted to that. And so, but you can catch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ben of Tamaria. And Ben is trying to get to affiliate. And so the more viewership we average, 
while we're doing that, the closer he gets to affiliate. That is his last check mark. So please help him get there. And you could do that. Otherwise, check us out on our other shows. We've got a lot of them. Just pick something and you'll probably we probably have a show about it. Yeah. Uh, somewhere either one of our shows or on the network itself. Um, and mm-hmm. if once you're listening to this lot or listening to this through podcast, like you know, not live. This goes live on Thursday, which it's already past Wednesday. So definitely go check out the newest episode of the Witcher Lorecast because. We got to interview a very, very special guest, none other than the voice of Geralt himself, Doug Cockle, on that on uh, this week's episode of the Witcher Lorecast. So go check that out; it's a lot of fun. We nerd about D and D for crying out loud, and he he's a uh, and he also we ask him a very important question at the very end if he was Team Yin or Triss, and. Go listen to the episode because we find out and uh, kind of made uh, Toasty almost cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of like when you find out Mark Mir does not romance Liara when he plays third Mass Effect. Oh, oh, wow. He is an Ashley romancer. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. You can listen to his episode on the Mass Effect Lorecast, but that's not a show that we're on. Nope. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think that's all I have for the middle of the show. All right. Well, that's all I got. So let's get right back to it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> we are back. And so... The questions rephrase to what game style that you would like to see a Star Wars game in. I, this is going to sound so stupid, but this is what I want. I want. If you say Dark Souls, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I want a Stardew Valley Star Wars game. Where you play as those little farm people that on the pacifist planet in Clone Wars. No, not then. No, no. The farmers on Felucia. You play as like those farmers and you've got to build up your farm in Star. But it's in the Star Wars universe. And then like maybe Stardew Valley or Minecraft style. And you have to defend yourself from Hondos. Raiders. I'm sure there's a mod for that somewhere. Oh my god! I'm gosh. sure there is. <laughs> would Would you play it? Would you play it? I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm going to play anything Star Wars. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting uh, to see, like a Stardew Valley, but like in the Star Wars setting. Or, or here's instead of Stardew Valley, what about Farm Simulator? Oh, no, 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 Stardew Valley, because I want the story and the drama oh, that comes with Stardew okay. Valley. That's fair. That's fair. Um, um, my other my other answer is I want a civilization-style Star Wars game. But instead of, like, islands or whatever, you make galaxy clusters. Ooh, okay. Mm. And so you can build ships, you can build infantry, you can build whatever interesting okay okay which is kind of what empire at war is but i want i want the thing of like being really mad because the stupid city state found (laughs) chromium before i did right or you know um it was a glitch in like Civ Five, where you once you get to a certain age, Gandhi just starts launching nukes literally at everyone just because. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I, uh-huh. I despise that with a passion. It's like, dude, uh-huh. you're like you're like the most peaceful person on the entire roster. <laughs> like, no, this is why, you can't uh, do that. <laughs> I uh, sometimes, if I just want to feel really disruptive, destructive, I use a mod that's called. Uh, it's like an in-game editor that you can click on. 
And so I go in there and start in the ancient age, but I put myself in like the Renaissance age. So like, I'm just like, by the time I'm ready to like declare war, I'm rolling up with tanks on these uh, spearmen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's called easy mode. But, uh... Yeah, easy mode, easy mode. <laughs> um, I would honestly like, and I've seen mods do that. I've seen mods for uh, this before, but I want to see a actual and official like Star Wars XCOM style of a game. Mm. And I, I've yeah. and like and they've done mods on XCOM too. Like you can find PC mods all over the place from them reskinning it into like a Star Wars setting. But it, I just think mm-hmm. it'd be fun just to have that. Yeah, uh, I would have to say a Star Wars version of Mount and Blade. Ooh, I know there are mods for that, but I kind of want an official game for it. So I've always been confused. Is Mountain Blade like a RTS, like army versus army, kind of like Total War? Or is it like a first person, like kind of Oblivion Skyrim style? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's, okay. it's weird. It's a really weird hybrid. It's It's kind of both. It, it, it you gather up forces to you. You do like random things. You fight band, bandits. You fight other factions. You raid villages. You raid cities. You have an army that you can't control to a certain degree in the first one. I, I haven't played the second one yet, so I don't know how that goes. But it, it's like you lead, lead your ar- army into battle. And you're just like, okay, guys, go get them. It's just a free-for-all at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm down for this, a hundred percent. Always, I'll play it. I'll play it. Um, what about? Would you play like a GTA style like game on like Coruscant or Corellia or Narshadar or something like that? They canceled that. It's called Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But, like, not just, no, I don't want GTA. GTA takes itself too seriously. I want Saints Row, but Star Wars. Old school Saints Row, by the way, not 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 the new one. Saint Rose 1 or Saint Rose 4, silly? Uh, Saint I say Rose, Saint 3. Saint Rose, Saint Rose 2 to 3, silly. Two, three. Okay. Like, okay. not like superpower silly, but like, okay, we, uh, we did the we did the thing. What, 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 why is that lightsaber shaped like that, man? Why, why yeah. is it shaped like that? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. These are that, what need to happen. I play it. That seems like it could be fun. There, I know they're coming out with a new Star Wars game. I can't remember the name of it. Where he plays a female Han oh, Solo scam outlaw. 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 No. Maybe it's Outlaw. Yeah, it's Outlaws. Star Wars Outlaws, um, which but, is set for next year. I consider that more like Red Dead Redemption style than Saints Row GTA style. Yeah, I, yeah, that I I can see that. That yeah, Outlaws being more of like a Red Dead esque. Um, yeah, but it, it wouldn't be too much of a leap to take it from like the outer rim into more inner core like Narshadar or Coruscant. Just a little different storytelling and a lot more uh, density, people density and building density. I just, and this is a little more adult than what I just want a game where I can run over pedestrians (laughs) with a speeder and get pulled over by the Coruscant police. Jesus. Isn't that called Sims mod? <laughs> you could do that as a Sims mod, but there aren't cars in Sims, technically. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yes, officer, what seems the main problem? What do you mean I ran over a person? <laughs> what that... do you mean I ran over five pedestrians? Those were Jawas. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hmm. So, but like, like games don't have this. Like the comical level cheats. Like I'm talking like Lego Star Wars big heads cheat. 
<laughs> just make it comical. Star Wars takes itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, unless unless we are talking about Lego Star Wars where that's when they yeah. kind of like here we break the fourth wall. Here we have like ridiculous cheats because we're Lego. <laughs> exactly. I have a confession to make. I don't have like not Legos. <gasps> I do not like uh, Legos. I have never played any of the Lego Star Wars games. I just don't like it. I really don't. Fine. That, that's a fine. Um, if you ever want to try and play a Lego Star Wars game, just get the newer one that just that the um Skywalker come, Saga. Yeah, just get the Skywalker Saga. It's fully voiced. You have the voice actors from the films, from the animated series. Um, I'm pretty sure that it is on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think it is because it's Warner Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. Xbox has a thing with Warner Brothers games. Um, but yeah, I mean, in nine times out of ten, Lego games are on sale at some stupid price. So, but I mean, if you ever want to get into it, um, the one downside to the Skywalker Saga is they did take away the custom character creator, um, mm-hmm. because the, it, they wanted to show the canonical characters in the Star Wars universe and not one that you create. When, the, when you said Warner Bros. So, sorry. Go no, you're finish. good. No, and I was going to say, uh, they have Mama the Hut in the base game, but Captain Rex wasn't, which made me so mad. That was it. I, I despised that decision. Uh, when you s- said uh, Warner Brothers, that made me think of uh, War of the Rings Shadow of War game. And it has a very unique system. I can't remember what it's called right now. I have to look it up. Nemesis, um, the Nemesis, system. Nemesis system. I want that kind of style game for Star Wars. Maybe set it during the Swartor period, since there's like so many Sith and Imperial agents that could fill that role. Yeah, he, here, I think here's something you could do something funny with it. Have it set during the Clone Wars, and whenever you get killed by a droid, the droid like the, so in the Nemesis system, the, the your enemy gets whoever kills you gets stronger. So the droid gets upgraded every time and looks different and has a or different like that's personality. Pretty, that, or if you that kill them, they get downgraded in personality, or they just come right. back from the dead. Right, right, but. And it's like that's what I like about the Nemesis system is that it reacts to like, like I loved when you saw an orc captain come back and you like split them in half and you like see that they're like stitched back together. Mm-hmm. It's such a great system, and they're wasting it. They're not using it at all. The right. next, the next game they're using it on is Wonder Woman, mm. and we have no idea what kind of game that's going to be. Well, other see, than you could do Nemesis something. System really cool like maybe and ubisoft is making star wars outlaws so this might be something in there but like the mercenary system from assassin's creed odyssey where you have to beat these mercenary tiers and that i mean i've spent entire like hours just hunting down mercenaries and climbing the tiers in odyssey so i think that would be cool like with bounty hunter Kind of stuff especially like if you introduce i love i want more like haxian brood stuff which i know that you know they're not re- the reason they're not around is because a certain uh red-headed jedi blows up their base but yeah something that we don't get really mentioned of ever unless you read the book <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah, that just the Nemesis system and Star Wars would go so well together. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No matter, I mean, honestly, and it, I mean, whatever era that the game would be set in, it would work because it's, it's just that good. I mean, honestly, I'm shocked, and I think, and and this is the reason probably why like the Nemesis system's not in other games is because Warner Brother put a hard like copyright stamp on it. Um, it's like no, this is our system. No one's going to use this but us. But we're only going to use it for two games, and we will never touch it since. Man, can you imagine like the siege system, like on 
like a fort, like the fort system from Shadow of War in like Star Wars, where you could use things like all these like Clone Wars vehicles that we only ever see in like mention. Yeah. I mean, I. I'd love to be a Jedi running across the clone and like having to dodge Hellfire droids, you know, the other droid spire droids, the ATAT cannon thing. Yeah. yeah. Having a full on siege battle like in Star Wars. Oh, that would be so much fun. Roller droids, which uh I did something really funny. Um I lift because when Jedi Survivor, when you upgrade the lift ability all the way, you can lift like up to 10 people at once. So I lifted two droidicas and like eight roller droids and then shot one roller droid with my blaster and just watched the fireworks. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. I do have one question for everyone here. If you could wipe your memory and mind of one Star Wars game to play it all over again, fresh and new, which game would it be? I mean, I would have to... I mean, mine's pretty... uh, pretty easy to get my mine would be kotor because that is the game that got me into rpgs as i am in today mm-hmm. like kotor was my first like major rpg ever play uh that ever got into and if i could just wipe my mind and replay that from the ground up again on the original xbox i would because that that game was amazing for me yeah i think kotor comes up there pretty high but I also think one thing that would come up to me, like playing the original Battlefront 2 would be up there of wiping my mind and playing that because my friend and I, because I was in like eighth grade or like ninth grade when Battlefront, no, because Battlefront 2 came out in like, I was in middle school, I think. And we would just go and we would play and like, we would put on like, in the instant action kind of thing. Like we would throw in some random stuff here and there and just play that. We get, we hang out, we'd play that game. And I just think playing for the battlefront with the like capturing command posts and all that, it was so unique at the time that I would love to go and play that for the first time again. Uh, for for me, it, it, there's so many to choose from, but it might be Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO mm-hmm. Swotor because you got eight individual stories in there, and they're all so good, all separated, but they all kind of intertwine a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it it's such a good game. I have so many fond memories of swotor yeah so funny enough that you say that so um when i was playing through it um early this year like you know i i finished my jedi knight storyline and everything with the current updates and everything until now because i guess i think the newest update just dropped recently with more story um but i remember doc during the base of the story night campaign uh, like storyline Doc goes off to Narshada to help, or not, uh, Nahada to help, uh, a hut from like a disease or something. And then, um, I go and play the bounty hunter storyline. I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> because you kind of like plan out his death. Uh, if you ever get to play the um, Bounty Hunter storyline, the hut that contracts you is the hut that uh, Doc goes and tries to help, but is dead. 
But which I I feel no remorse for because that hut was a jerk. And I wanted to shoot him as soon as I got done with the prologue for the bounty hunter. And you couldn't, but you you could threaten to come back to kill him, but you couldn't go and act like, I don't think you, I don't think if, if I recall, I don't think you even like get a shot off to actually like kill him. I think someone else does it off screen, which is such a baloney. That's my two cents. Sword Tour is great. Uh, Go play Sword Tour. Oh, so much fun. I, I had a guild in Sword Tour. Uh, I had a small little laptop at the time. It barely could run it. They were doing a world boss tour. I was like, I really don't want to do that. I want to go. And they were on the Republic side. I had a bounty hunter at the time. And they just so happened to come to Hoth, which had a world boss. And I found them. I'm like, and one of, and one of the tanks was flagged for PvP. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could have so much fun with this. And they didn't know it was me. They didn't know it was me. So I and I was listening in on comms and I attacked them. And it's like, oh man, why did that bunny hunter pop over? I was like, wait a second, that's that's Kanojo. Get him, get him. <laughs> they chased me through an entire Imperial outpost that was nearby, I kept mm-hmm. responding at. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic that is amazing oh my god! turned into a real running riot there <laughs> oh my gosh that's fun but any final thoughts for this episode uh, just one I was looking up the Empire at War game again they keep updating it randomly uh this past November, November 20th, they converted both the base game and the Force of Corruption from 32-bit to 64-bit application, which sorts out a lot of memory bugs and crashes that players have. Keep yeah, getting. It, it's surprising because I actually, I think there was an article on IGN recently about empire at war how like the game is still like they still update to the game to this day yeah it's like every every six to eight months they come out with some random patch for it which i wish after after 17 years that's dedication to the game oh yeah i wish they would do that with dragon age like i don't (laughs) even just like because origins is almost unplayable on pc yeah yeah and and it's because it has a four gigabyte memory cap. And so it's prone to memory leaks, which causes cat crashes, and it's just nearly unplayable. I am waiting for them to finally do a legendary edition for Dragon Age. If we ever get it. But I doubt we'll ever get it. See, I think it would just, I mean, it would be good because they really, all they need to do is update graphic, graphics and like bring Origin into, bring both games up into the like Inquisition level of combat and then would be good. But right. It's an undertaking that I don't think Bioware wants to undertake, especially since they are firing people left and right. That and two, the three games are on last on two generations ago of consoles. Um, yes, like Inquisitions only on one generation ago, where you know Origins and two are two generations ago, which is like trying to go back and redo those for upgraded consoles or even even e- or even just for Xbox One or PS3 or PS4. PS4 is like. I think the main kicker mm-hmm. for them is because how games were developed during this time. Um, but, I mean, they did it for Mass Effect 1, so, I mean, it's not, no. like, out of hopes. No, but, like, Dragon Age, even Inquisition, like, was still released for the 360 because it was released in 2014. True. So it was at the it was in that realm where you could get it on both. Both, yeah. I remember. I sold it. <laughs> And people got yeah, mad when they uh, when Trespasser came. Oh God, the amount of people coming into a GameStop because Trespasser was next gen only. 
people uh-huh. were so mad. But anyway. They have to make the cut at some point. But. Yep. We'll probably get Dragon Age 4 before we get the Legendary Edition of that, which... Probably. Um, I will tell you that I will say here now, Dragon Age 4 is probably coming out in Q4 uh, 2024. There you have it, everyone. There's the prediction from Austin that Dragon Age 4 is going to be Q4. I mean, we did get a teaser, and we did get, like, hey, the full reveal will be in summer of 2024. It's like, really? Really, guys? Are you serious? <laughs> I, saw, I saw articles saying, uh, is it Bioware that's developing, mm-hmm. developing it? It's Bioware. Mm-hmm. Bioware's uh, stock uh, prices are going down because it says, oh, it's not going to be released until like 2025. (laughs) This is the thing. They're doing a full reveal. This game is done. And like all the Dragon Age games and EA has a tendency to do a very short marketing period. Like think about it that Jedi Survivor we were announced in like at the game awards that it was happening. Yeah. And then they announced, then they did the actual release, like official trailer and everything in like June. And then now they also announced the release date and it's like, Hey guys, it comes out three months from now. Uh (laughs) It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yes. So there is that, which, so there are short timeframes, but Q4 of 2024 is not only the 15th anniversary of Dragon Age Origins, it is the 10th anniversary of Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And it's also the year of the dragon. Yes. So there's there's multiple <laughs> factors in where like if they want to have like a coincidence or any sort of uh, nuance to the release, but 2024 also, is like, the year. There's nothing slated that I feel like they're going to have to compete with. And I think it's another thing about it. Like, we have Outlaws coming out maybe in 2024. Right. But, and, you know, I think Assassin's Creed, either Jade or Red, comes out in 2024. But Jade will be a mobile game. So, that, I mean, if yeah, that comes out, so, that's not a contender or anything. But no, even so, then, like... We don't know what next year is going to hold for games, but it's not going to be like what it was this year where like we had a plethora of releases left and right. And mm-hmm. next year, I think, will be another year to where it's not as heavy as hitters um, to where other developers can shine and not mm-hmm. have Baldur's Gate win every single award of the game awards <laughs> this upcoming weekend. Yes. I would like to point out the game games award is only two days away as of recording this. Yes. Yes. So when this episode drops, the game awards is happening that night. Yeah. Yes. And so how much you want to bet Bioware is going to be announcing something during game. Games I award? doubt it. They, tr- I seriously doubt it. They do. We think it every year and <laughs> they got everyone last year. <laughs> they did. I'm still mad at Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Keighley did it to everyone last year. Like, oh, this really good game that, like, this series that everybody loves and everything. And then, like, it's Final Fantasy. Nothing he <laughs> said was false about Final Fantasy. No, we not just at all. all thought it. We just all thought it was Dragon Age. But, I mean, they could. I could see Bioware announcing something about the new Mass Effect game, potentially. Yeah. Um, but, like, Last we heard, Dragon Age Dreadwolf was in alpha testing, which means the game is done. They just have to go in and rework just to uh, revamp things or revise things here and there. But like it's like once then once it gets to beta, like once it hits beta, like the game itself is done. That's just play test time to where make yeah. sure all the stress and, testing it yep and there are games that have either like gone back into the fire and been delayed or have been canceled even when they've hit beta testing but that's rare yeah but we'll see we shall see when the episode when this episode drops you'll be hopefully watching the game awards and um mm-hmm. 
hopefully we get a lot of awesome news during the Game Awards. Well, I mean, it's hosted by Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley, I mean, his Game Awards does very well on great announcements throughout the the following year. So let's hope to see awesome stuff for the following year and see where things are going. If anything, we'll probably get a tease of the Elden Ring expansions. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably. We might get a new trailer or maybe in a more extensive trailer for uh, the tre- hidden treasure of Area Zero for Pokemon. Ooh, what, well, the the last expa- or last part of the expansion drops here in the next couple of weeks, I thought. Yeah, that's why I thought it's December 14th. It's the 14th. What, okay, so next, that's what well, the, next week. That's what the Switch says. Okay. Yeah, and if that's the case, then it's it's true. Um, Nintendo, Mm -hmm. that's the one good thing that you get from Nintendo. They are pretty hard set on their release dates. (laughs) Very, very seldom they delay. Like, the only game that they've delayed in the last decade was uh, was Tears of the Kingdom. I'm hoping, yeah. I think that we'll see. But I think Elden Ring is a big possibility. I think seeing more from potential more from Ubisoft. Also, there's something there's probably be something about Baldur's Great coming to Xbox because yes, Larian Studios um, teased something about it. They teased about it. Well, they confirmed it's going to come to Xbox, and then they also they just recently uh, announced the physical edition, deluxe editions uh, of <laughs> Baldur's Gate, which there's a really lot of cool stuff you get for like eighty bucks for a physical yeah. edition hmm. of the game. Which, uh, I'm just waiting to see what unwelcome guests manage to make it to the stage this year. What happened last year? Uh, oh, you're very, talking about the um, uh, the kid. rabbi kid? Yeah. <laughs> what did he yeah. say again? He says, I like to thank my rabbi, Bill Clinton, for all this. It, it, it just started going off on something. It was really dumb. Really <laughs> stupid. Is. Like... All right, this is this one last thing before we head off. Jeff Keeley, if you listen to our show, some by happen chance, upgrade your security for the Game Awards, please and thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm sure well, there's stormtroopers you need to hire out. Yeah. <laughs> Five, first Legion. There you go. go. Yep. Uh, but Just get clones. <laughs> I think we're out of time. Yep. So, so that's, wrap up. that's all we got for this week. Oh. Uh, so, Dojo, you want to tell us anything you got going on or where people can find you if they want to be like, you don't like Legos. <laughs> uh, they, can, they, they can find me on the Discord as Kadojo at the Teacup Discord, at the Ben and Friends Discord, and at the Robots Radio Discord. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've had a long day. Um, but... Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Hogcorn Histories podcast. We'll see you next time. And may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.